you know, some people think just following a diet to the to the letter of the law is extreme. But that to me that's not extreme. That's extreme discipline. Yeah. But it's not it's not irrational extreme working out till you drop every single day of the week. Those are two different types of extremes in my opinion. And I think there's a way that we should differentiate those types of extremes because sticking to a very healthy diet which I can which I laid out before, a lot of people think is extreme. <laughs> Inform Nation. Welcome in to the Inform Fitness Podcast with New York Times best-selling author Adam Zickerman. In just a moment, Adam will be joined by Mike Rogers from the New York City Inform Fitness location. Sheila Melody from the Toluca Lake Los Angeles location is still out, but we'll be back with us again next week. I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and a client of Inform Fitness. Now, last week, Adam, Mike, and I discussed the potential dangers of not closely modulating high-intensity exercise programs such as those found at CrossFit, excessive spin classes, or marathon training. Well, today we'll be discussing the merits of developing an extreme attitude about a reasonable plan, especially when it comes to your diet, which is what pillar number two is of this high-intensity strength training protocol found in Adam's book, Power of 10, the once-a-week slow-motion fitness revolution. Now, if you're a subscriber or a regular listener of the podcast, you already know that earlier this year, Adam adopted a ketogenic diet. Now, some would say that that would be an extreme dietary plan. Or is it? Adam will update us on his progress and the results of going keto, plus a lot more. So without further ado, here's Adam. You know, one thing about extremes, reminds me of some advertisements that I see in the airports. It's the same picture side by side. Let's say it's an antique piece of furniture. And uh, one person might look at that as, as garbage. You know, and somebody else might look at it as art, you know, something like that. There's an analogy here because we think of what we do as an extreme, extreme minimalism. You can look at this as, you know, we're trying to do as little exercise as possible as you need. And some people think that's extreme. Some people look, see the level of going to muscle failure as an extreme. Some people think uh, eliminating carbohydrates or refined carbohydrates from your diet is extreme and not having any sugar and doing something like a ketogenic diet. They see that as extreme. On the other hand, the same person that does a ketogenic diet might think that the gross amount of carbohydrates that somebody is eating is, is extreme. And from a biological standpoint, you know, there's an argument you made that, you know, keto is not extreme at all. I mean, ketogenic diet is absolutely normal. You know, so because that's my perception. My perception is modern diet is extreme. Again, how do you define a ketogenic diet? Well, you have to be in ketosis. You got to be basically using ketones as fuel and fat for fuel. So, in other words, the metabolic pathway exists and people are on it healthfully for a long time. So, uh, it can't be that extreme, uh, first of all. Secondly, you know, what I do in a ketogenic diet, if I, if, I, if I didn't call it a ketogenic diet and I didn't mention that you happen to be in ketosis, and if I said to somebody, this is what I normally eat, and I say, uh, for breakfast, I have a couple of eggs, right, and, and uh, some water and some greens, and then for, for lunch, I have a salad with nuts and vegetables, and I put olive oil on it. All right, and uh, I put uh, you know maybe uh, a couple ounces of, of of chicken or cheese, and then for dinner I have a whole plate of Brussels sprouts and a six ounce piece of salmon. Now would somebody say that's extreme? No. And if I ate like that for three months straight, 
I'd be eating on a ketogenic diet. <laughs> and if I ate those same meals every single day or meals just like that in, in macronutrient, macronutrient uh, makeup, Nobody would call that extreme. It sounds like a vegetarian diet with some some lean meats, a little, little portion of lean meats on the side. right? No one's going to say that's extreme diet if they hear it that way. But if I say that, oh, by the way, by eating that way and not having any bread or rice or any of those other things, then all of a sudden it becomes an extreme diet. But that's what I did for 90 days. I ate like that. You know, yes, the amount of butter and the amount of oils I put on my salads were, were high. But – they're all the healthy oils, right? Uh, you know, with some controversy. You know, the avocado oils, the olive oils, coconut oil. I know that's kind of controversial, but it's mm -hmm. not. It's it, 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 it's it's not to me. It's not extreme to yeah, me. People people have expectations based on their experience, and it's where they their their early judgments come in. And oftentimes, when they take the time to actually listen to what Adam just said, like oh. Like if they actually if they didn't hear the word ketogenic and heard oh, oh wow that sounds actually that's that's just relatively sustainable mm -hmm. it is very sustainable and I mean it's so if somebody said to me yeah. you know that's a good experiment a lot of people ask me what do you eat right and they expect me to kind of sum it up in the in the name like like a noun like right I, yeah, it's a right. keto or the paleo diet or, or if you're describing it, if you're describing it they say oh you're doing the paleo yeah, diet right. well not really well, well you know what I, that's a good experiment <laughs> what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to say what instead of saying what do I call I said I don't know what I call it but this is what I eat. Mm. Let me tell you what I eat. You tell me what it is. And no one will look at you, you crooked that it. way. That's right. They'll say, oh, it sounds like a, like a very well-balanced diet. I right. mean, like, you know, mm. that's hard for people to do. In our day and age, it is very hard for people, somebody to eat like that because of all the choices and the options because we do have pizza and cereal and cookies. But and also, all but also their experience, for example, like the idea of what your breakfast can be, you know, like uh, it, a, we've grown up and we thought, okay, it's a – Eggs and bacon, mm -hmm. or cereal, or a bagel and cream cheese, or pancakes, or French toast. And if you're going really healthy, it's yogurt or oatmeal, <laughs> okay, or something like that. You know, like that's what we've, that's what we, how we grew up. But the thing is, uh, and people ask me what I have for breakfast, which oftentimes I actually half the week I skip it because mm -hmm. I I have no problem doing that, and I, I actually like to like to do that. Is it's that like part a, of an intermittent slight, fast, or is that just yeah, because you're busy? It's a slight extended fast, mm -hmm. and uh, oftentimes it's. Because I'm just busy, but mm -hmm. honestly, I'm used to it. And I don't mind it, and I uh, it, it it has actually worked for me and uh, and my body and my results. But uh, what I was going to say before was the idea when I do have breakfast, oftentimes it's leftover dinner, which could be just uh, like a little bit of a veal chop and some salad from the night before. Everyone, you're going to eat that for breakfast? Like that's like <laughs> the craziest thing they ever heard I in their know. life. And the thing is, you know, the it's just vegetables and meat, you know, and yeah. which it's. It's not that big of a deal, but it's amazing how people wince and are like they're, they're completely they tilt their heads and they're completely like like that that is unbelievable. Well, know? their condition to breakfast foods is just yeah. for breakfast, and how can you even have that for lunch or have a lunch for dinner or whatever? You're yeah. just fueling your body, right? It's exactly <laughs> it's it's uh, it is relatively, but I think it's it's better to talk about you know when we're when we are talking to people who have certain expectations and make judgments based on those expectations. It's better to sort of I think to and it takes a little bit extra time, but to actually spell it out the way Adam did before because it really actually makes relatively common sense to almost anybody regardless of what your dietary beliefs well, it also are. comes Bottom down to your motivation. Mostly vegetarian diet. Yeah. And, and the, the difference is that I, that I I use the vegetables that I eat as as fat vehicles if you will. 
that's how I get my fat intake. So, so you know, the trick is eating vegetables with all the really good oils. And then you have a little bit of the salmon that brings with it some of its healthy fats, as well as either well-raised chicken and, and, and well-raised meats as best as possible, cooked properly, you know, and that's it. I mean, like, all right, if you're a vegetarian, that doesn't sound right, you know, but that's not because, but overall, no one's going to argue eating small amounts of animal protein with, with a mostly vegetarian diet with, with, with healthy oils. That is basically a ketogenic diet. Uh, everyone imagines when you hear ketogenic or Atkins-style diets or paleo, they're all walking around with big old turkey legs in their hand, gnawing at you know animal products with you know with a side of bacon. You know, um, it, it's it's people do that, and it's it's usually too much protein. You well, know, in this actually. case, extremes is really a matter of perception, right? Like it's it's how they're perceiving a diet. For instance, when you started your ketogenic diet right around the top of the year, right, uh, you went in specifically. To go keto, you didn't become keto as by just changing your diet. So therefore, the perception was, oh, you're doing something extreme. But really, when yeah. you pull back and look at it, you're just eating healthy. I'm eating the way I think. I mean, this is open for debate, and we can bring on some guests that might disagree with me. I well, like and to also do that your 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 blood but, test uh, would really be great to share with our audience as well, too. Yes, uh, I think. From my perspective, from the research I've done, that being in a state of ketosis for the most time, eating the way I described, uh, I gave you a sample meal, for example, which is for a guy at my weight and height, you know, is a couple thousand calories a day. I do it in a way that, you know, a couple of times a week I'm, I'm intermittent fasting, but that's basically how I'm eating. And that is generally being in a state of ketosis for most of the time. And I think for me, it's the healthiest way to to eat. Now, I understand that it's a very hard thing to maintain for a lot of people, and I think compliance for that uh, is tough because you have all the temptations, and people love a lot of the other foods out there that they ha would essentially have to give up, and some people don't want to live like that. Well, uh, you know, we reference those back. Are like little choices you have to make in your life and about how you want to live. Do you remember, Tim, you, you were in New York last week and we had we went over to PJ Clark's and had a really nice lunch. And I told Tim, you got to try the burger here. It's awesome. He's like, well, you're not having it? I'm like, no, I, I've had it before. I'm, I'm going to have the swordfish and the zucchini linguine, you know, and yeah. I had a glass of water and everything. And it's, it was a very, very super healthy lunch. And I mean, uh, and he had a great burger, which if I hadn't had it before, I would have also had it. And frankly, you know, I told Rome. you. I told you. To, and, and you know something? Uh, all week, uh, and for the last, you know, for the most part, that's generally how I'm eating most of the time. But I, for what works with Mike Rogers, is I feel my brain needs to take a little time off. And uh, I was at the Dodgers Mets game on yeah. Saturday, and uh, I ate perfectly all week. And then I was at the Dodgers <laughs> game, and I had, and I'm not kidding. Two Shack burgers, a hot dog, a chocolate shake, two beers, and some of my son's Cracker Jacks. Okay, wow. <laughs> so I had—I I don't even See, think I had the the salad that was in the Shack burger. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But my point is, but but you know something? I did it. I whatever. It, I had a great time at the ball game, yeah. and sun, you know Sunday morning I woke up and I had. Uh, I was back on track again. Well, and that's I mean, the way I run my life, and it's good for me. Well, you know? it works for you. I met you for the first time last week face-to-face -face after doing the podcast for about a year and a half now. And, and you obviously, you look trim and fit, so whatever you're doing uh, is certainly working for you. you well, know? It, and frankly, it, 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 it was a process, and it takes time. I actually think that there is 
a fat guy inside of me okay, <laughs> that really uh, oh wants to come out. And the thing is, it takes this is what I'm trying to say that we're not alone here. No one's alone here. It's mostly hard work for almost everybody to create a certain level of discipline that makes them closer to their goals. And, you know, the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting has found a home with Adam now. And that may not last forever, but for now, it makes complete sense to him. And most of my nutrition is close to that as well, but it's not, it's a little bit different. Well, I was know? just on a cruise to Alaska. I just got back from Alaska cruise and, you know, the food is 24-7 there. And, and mm. you know, 80% of the time I was just eating whatever the hell I wanted, which quite honestly was not according to the ketogenic plan. I had shitty home fries, you know, and, and, and stuff that I've been not having for a long time. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm on a cruise. and But you know what? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel that good now. Well, see, and that's the thing. I was going to ask you. So you've been uh, relatively disciplined for now going on, what, like eight months or so? And, and so you go and indulge mentally, indulge, and you don't feel that good right now as a result of it. So my question was, have you, how disciplined have you been over the, the last eight months? Because you said in the last couple of episodes where we talked about this is, you know, when, when you go keto, you know, people that have been compliant for a, a large amount of time, they, they lose the craving. And you said, no way, you still crave <laughs> those, those crappy steak fries or. And yeah, no, for me, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, it's, it's, you haven't me, lost like, the craving? For me, for me, it's an addict thing. It really is. And I think for most people, it is. I mean, it, it is for these, me. These, me these, too. You, have to, you have to AA it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as I like to say, <laughs> you can't have one drink. Right. If right. you really want to stay, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating it. I'm contemplating rarely going off the way I've been, you know, since, since my experiment, I've, I've been maybe uh, 70% eating on track and then 30% off. So I, I haven't been all that great. And I've gained some of the weight back, and and uh, you know I my digestion di my digestive system is not as good as it was again. So uh, by not you know, being a hundred percent compliant, you're noticing. Uh, I'm already noticing changes. it, and I'm yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Tim. Honestly, like my my whole thing, I usually I simplify things in my own mind. This doesn't work for everybody, but like if there's 21 meals in a week, my rule is kind of like 19, make them perfect, and two, kind of let them be as objectionable as you want. And the truth is, you know what that gets me? About 95% of the results that I want. Hey, Not 100. That's a good trade, though. Is, if that's I a want good 100, trade. I think I have to work harder, frankly. But I've decided that at the at the moment i'm happy with 95% of what of what i really sure. want for myself you know obviously this is it's complicated you have your work life your family life vacations this is not easy stuff but generally when you're some people can do that i think some people can say out of the 21 meals uh, you know i'm going to be a good 18 of them and and that's it but the problem is you, you start a plan like that. I mean, I talk about it in my book, a free day. You know, you know, you eat well for six days and you have one free day. And, and a little short-sighted, or at least I should have brought this up at the time, and, and I'm bringing it up now, is that for some people that have the discipline to, to, to be good 18 and, not, and ha not have the other meals kind of throw you off, that's what ends up happening. You, you start that thing and you, and you say, okay, you know, you, you work up to your free meal or your free, you know, out of the 21, you're, you're, you're going mm -hmm. to take my, I'm going to take my 19th meal right now. And, uh, 
But that 19th meal leads to never getting back on track. It's a bad for a lot of people. Can for a, for a lot, lot of people. people. Yeah. So like, that's it's almost issue. like, again, that's what I mean when I AA it. It means for some people, you're better off just not doing that. Yeah, agreed. And, and, and staying draconian. And a lot of people are not willing to be draconian. It's, you know, and I ask people when weight loss is a goal, I said, how, how important is it? Because as we talked about on the Secret Life of Fat episode mm-hmm. and how hard it is to lose body fat and what it entails – how badly do you really want it? Uh, and bringing it back to extremes, a lot of people have still have this m- notion that the more exercise they do, they can compensate for getting off track on their eating and it never works. In, tw- in 20 years, by the way, I've seen plenty of people lose lots of weight uh, by watching what they eat uh, and, and just doing a, a small amount of exercise, whereas I've never seen anybody, and I can probably say never, uh, just exercise and add a lot of exercise without changing their eating, lose a lot of weight. I've never seen it. No, man. I've never seen that. So, you know, it, diet is everything. And then you have to say how important, once they get to that realization and they stop with this, I got to keep exercising mentality, once they realize that and they, and they say, well, how important is it to you really lose those 15, 20, 30 pounds? Because if it is really important to you, this is what you're going to have to it's do. It's all yeah. or nothing. Yeah. It's 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 literally yeah. it's having an extreme attitude yeah. towards sticking to a reasonable plan. Right. And the, the, right. it, some it, people think that's that's not the extreme we're talking about, which is exa- which is a great point, Mike. I mean, that's what Mike and I were talking about yesterday, uh, privately. I mean, you know, some people think just following a diet to the to the letter of the law is extreme, but that to me that's not extreme. That's extreme discipline. It, yeah. But right. it's not it's not irrational extreme working out till you drop every single day of the week. Those are two different types of extremes in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a way that we should differentiate those types of extremes because sticking to a very healthy diet, which I can, which I laid out before, a lot of people think is extreme. Abstinence is extreme. But if you want to call it extreme, maybe call it extreme discipline. Yeah. All right. But, but, but it's not extreme like going to CrossFit every single day, kind of extreme, expecting certain types of results or extreme types of stretching, thinking you're going to increase your flexibility and become, uh, less injury prone, you know, uh, and doing those types of extremes, uh, that's a different type of extreme in my opinion, but maybe they're not. So I'd like to hear people's opinions about, you know, this, because to me, those are two different types of extremes, but maybe other people see the same exact thing. You know, like we, I know I've said this before on the podcast and I discuss it with the clients all the time, but like when someone wants a result in any aspect of their life, it usually requires planning and focus and accountability and discipline. And that's just what it is. And that's with anything you have a deliverable for your boss or a client, you, you know, you, you can't just wing it. It really requires a lot of focus and dedication uh, and people who who take those steps usually succeed at those types of things, and this is this is coupled with uh, like your 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 health goals. Oftentimes are are not necessarily coupled with, but are are adulterated with. Oftentimes addiction, you know, and when it, especially when the nutrition comes in and uh, our habits, the routines that we already said that are settled in. Our, our cravings for very certain foods at certain times of day and stuff like that. And this is a, a very hard fought battle for every one of us. And even Adam, who's got an incredible level of discipline and myself compared to most people who I deal with, I have, I have a lot of discipline, but 
you know, I still felt I wanted to have those Shack burgers, you know, and that was what was fun to me at the baseball game. Right. You know, I guess I didn't really need to, but frankly, I wanted to. But that what I want this is a this well, is enhancing a lot of, an experience a lot. too, right? And then you have these various experiences in life that you and maybe food is just a part of that enhancement. And and so how sustainable is it to stay extreme with air quotes, right? And, you know, Adam, you mentioned you've been extremely disciplined for the majority of this year. And it so it goes you, into yeah. what Adam said before, how bad you want your goals. This is an interesting point, actually. It made me think of something, you know, like what Mike just said. I mean, first of all, the question, number one question is how important is it to you to have a certain level of, you know, fit, health, right? So, and, and, and how important is it to you for these markers to improve, whether it be uh, low body fat and six-pack abs and therefore really good digestion, and in my case, no more back pain and less inflammation and, and higher, higher chance of not getting cancer as a result of not flooding my system with sugar all the time. And I mean, how important is all that? And, and, and for the sacrifice of not having a lot of foods that I want and like you were just talking about, not having a lot of experiences because food is surrounded by experiences. It's associated with experiences, a hot dog at, at a baseball Ball game, game uh, things like that. So this is, this is interesting. I had to make a paradigm in those 90 days. I, 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 there was a permanent change that occurred with me, and that is this, that we or I put a lot more emphasis on the food experience than I needed to. Uh, in other words, for example, I would say to myself, are you kidding me, Adam? You can't enjoy a good baseball game without shoving your face with hot dogs and apple jacks. I mean, if, if it wasn't for the uh, apple what is it? What do you call it? Cracker cracker, if it wasn't for the cracker apple jacks, it's cereal. Yeah, I like that <laughs> too. Actually, I used to love cracker jack uh, apple jacks. Anyway, so you're telling me, Adam, that if you don't have the cracker jacks and the hot dog and the beer, that you can't enjoy yourself at this at this game? I mean, if you're telling me, Adam, that you if you don't drop acid at a Grateful Dead concert, you're not going to have a good time? Come on. I mean, seriously, can't you love the music for the music? Can't yeah, yeah, you love yeah. the game for the game? Or, you, or like going out to dinner. With deadheads. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no, but it goes to what, you know, you, or, or going to a restaurant. For instance, like my wife and I want to go out to dinner and, and, and I'm on this, whatever diet I'm on at that time, and, and focusing more on the company at the restaurant exactly. than the food. And that's what happened with me. That's what happened to me in those 90 days. I had to, I forced myself, at the beginning it was contrived. I was like, listen, Adam, you're not going to eat it because you're on this 90-day commitment and, and all these listeners to the, to the podcast are actually counting on you yeah. to be part of it. So I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of responsibility. I had a, a lot, lot of, of accountability. I had a lot of motivation to stick mm -hmm. to it, right? And so I wasn't going to switch. I wasn't going to cheat. And therefore, I had to figure, I had to distract myself. I had to all of a sudden pay more attention to my wife during dinner than, than shoving my face with, with french fries and bread and wine and alcohol. I can only and, imagine and, the hell yeah, that that was. You know, but it enhanced. <laughs> things got, you know, it's like when you're blind, your sense of touch gets better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your other senses improve. And that's what happened. My other senses, in a way, improved. That resulted in me not reaching for the food to fill a void. You are so much hotter now that you just said that. Yeah, and, and it was exciting. It was exciting. Not to say Mine's that I haven't too. slipped since then, you know? <laughs> Not to say that I haven't slipped since then, uh, but but I missed that. I missed those, that, that, those 90 days for that because I was more productive. It helped me focus on my, my relationships, my guitar playing. I mean, when I can't grab that bag of chips or, or, or chocolate, 
And then I see my acoustic guitar over there. I'm like, okay, let me just grab that. I get myself into a song. I'll forget all about it. Mm. And when the cravings came, instead of grabbing the bag, I said, okay, I, I thought of a rational solution. I said, if I just have a piece of apple and almond butter, then I'll move on and get rid of those ha- hunger pangs. And it was, it was very strategic. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it was very enlightening for me. I mean, it really I became acutely aware of the rest of my life, you know, and all the things in it. You know, I decided to run upstairs and, and, and start hanging out with my kids who are on their computer, right? So instead of just sitting in front of the couch, you know, resorting to some snack, mm-hmm. watching TV mindlessly, I said, I just ran upstairs. Hey, Clay, what are you doing? You know, yeah, awesome. next thing you know, what I'm, I'm, I'm doing something with him. Wow, you know? there's a correlation between not eating junk food and caring yeah. about your family. Yeah. <laughs> Chips or my kids? <laughs> Which do I choose? So I know this sounds really, uh, I don't know, totally philosophical and uh, you know maybe a little corny, uh, but but it was real. It yeah. was real, and that even though I fell off that a little bit. I have changed as a result of that because now even when I am not being where I want to be, uh, I understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's you said too, hard. Adam, it's still when, hard. By slot, by <laughs> you know, as they say, backsliding in your diet and you're not feeling so well now, it's also a great reminder. It looks like in this season of your life to go ah, the other way was much better than what's happening. Yeah, well, right today's now. Tuesday. My cruise, I got back on, on, on Sunday mm-hmm. and yesterday I was good. Today I am fine and uh, I think I am back on track. Mm-hmm. And just have, just having this conversation, I'm telling you, it's like therapy. Yeah. It is. It's, you know, just having a conversation. It's the reason why you're supposed to go to those meetings, those AA meetings, right, mm-hmm. all the time because talking about it, being around other people that are experiencing it too. It just, it's day by day. Yeah. It's a day by day thing and you can't beat yourself up if you slip up. I haven't beaten myself up over this. I just know what I am. Just I know what it takes to go back to that, and I just have to remind myself of how of all these other good things. I still have those cravings. I still have to distract myself, but in an attempt to distract myself, I'm making myself better and more productive, and I am ultimately happier. I was ultimately happier and more fulfilled, and uh, now I'm 80% that way instead of 100% that way. But it's amazing that the, the the ramification, like a domino effect, that it has just by severing your relationship that way with food. Once you get in the groove, and all, all of our clients who've uh, been in in the groove, where they're 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 compliant to their plan, uh, like a, a rel, uh, like a very solid nutrition plan, and in their workouts, and they're walking frequently or something, and uh, the, everybody reports that they always feel better at that time. And even if they look forward to seeing their friends, and they know that drinks are going to be, ha- you know, they're going to be having drinks when they go out for a happy hour or something like that. You know, they reflect on those times. Maybe they, they'll have only one or something like that, or maybe they won't at all. But uh, I think the point is, I think the, the mindfulness that Adam was talking about, that's like even when you know you're doing it wrong or backsliding, you're aware of, of that feeling and what you're missing. And it does make you better. And, you, and you're, less, you're less likely or rather you're more likely to do what – you know, you really are setting out to do, which gets you closer mm-hmm. to how your, your your body feels and looks and yeah. all those kinds of things. To, to, to wrap up, it reminds me of conversations I have all the time with, with people during the first time they meet with me for a consultation to work out. I'm very often asked during that consultation, when will I see results? 
I very often answer that question with another question, which is, what do you mean by results? Then the discussion continues about results and what they consider results and what I consider results. And then we find that place where we both agree on that we're going to go to and we, we, we help define results and we have a meeting of the minds on that. Well, same thing with extremes and the word extreme and the definition of extreme. So if I was to kind of sum up the moral of the story here and what we've been discussing is that we should be extreme about being disciplined, not extreme for extreme's sake. So, so why don't we end with this, this challenge, if you will. Pick something for 90 days that you cannot veer from, whether it be practicing your guitar every day for 90 days and seeing where you end up and what comes from that, whether it be losing a certain amount of weight and sticking to a, to a nutrition plan, whether it be, I don't know, quality time with your family, but pick it and, and don't veer for 90 days and see what happens uh, and, and, and see if you have the same experience I had. All right, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, so you've been challenged. Give yourself 90 days to make a change, whatever it might be. Now, if you accept this challenge, we would love to hear from you. You can email us or better yet, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to podcast at informfitness.com. And with your permission, we can mention you in an upcoming episode. Perhaps you need some additional inspiration to kick off Adam's challenge. If so, might I recommend Adam's book, Power of 10, the once a week slow motion fitness revolution. Check out the show notes for a link that will take you right to it in Amazon. And while you're bouncing around the internet, don't forget to jump on over to informfitness.com for all of their seven locations across the U.S. You'll also find all of our podcast episodes, and there are a ton of videos, including a bunch that my company, Inbound Films, produced for the Toluca Lake location. And speaking of Toluca Lake, looking forward to having Sheila Melody back with us again next week. So until then, for Adam, Mike, and Sheila of Inform Fitness, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.